the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The most popular segment of the show thus far, and maybe it's because it's recurring. I think mostly it's because of me, but it's Get to Know Your Teen. And on the phone with us right now at a much more forgiving hour than the last couple weeks is 17-year-old Amanda. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You've been up now for a little bit, which is really weird. What's going on? No, I went back to bed because I wasn't sure if I had to be up at 7 or 8, so I set my alarm for 7, oh and then God. I texted you, and then I slept another that hour. That is a ridiculous amount of responsibility. And other than yesterday, normally you're sleeping in quite a bit. Now, here's where I wanted to go with this. First, when we left you last Saturday, um, you were preparing for prom, but a different kind of prom. Tell us what you did. Right. So last Saturday was supposed to be our actual like prom day, but of course it was canceled because of school. So instead, what my friends and I did is we planned like a Zoom prom. So we all got dressed up and then we sat on a Zoom call together and like said hi to each other. Now, uh, for people that are out there that don't know what Zoom is, it is a it's a software a technology that you can use to have these live face-to-face video and audio, and you can control both of those things. Uh, Meetings with people, you can also change your background. I'm just telling the listeners, Amanda, I know you know what it is. Uh, (laughs) Downloaded it to the laptop. We've conducted at the DA's office a ton of meetings this way, and it's pretty effective. Um, It had a couple security things that uh, hopefully they've addressed it because I know our IT department was super skeptical for a little bit about it, but we're back on board. Um, How many people did you have on this Zoom prom? Um, we had a good, well, a bunch of people popped in and out for like two hours. So I'd say at most we had like 16 people, but a consistent like eight the whole time. Now I want to tell you from the father's standpoint, um, knocking on your door and opening the door and seeing you dressed up like you'd be going to prom sans a corsage. Uh, seated at your table there with the laptop was bittersweet for me. On the one hand, I thought it's sad that this memorable event, and and everybody remembers a prom or a homecoming or some event like that from high school, has been taken from you. Um, But on the other hand, as a dad, uh, I loved it. Uh, I loved the fact that as sad as it seemed like it could be, uh, there's no chance of frotage or any inappropriate touching by a boy that I would later have to threaten them or their parents with some sort of legal action or physical violence because they touch my daughter. So that is exciting for dad. I mean, yeah, but I didn't have a date this year anyway, virtual or in person, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. No, It kind of just it was sad because we didn't have any of the fun. Well, the other thing, too, is I don't have to worry about you being out on the roads. And and I know that this is tough probably for some teens to hear from their parents and grandparents. And I know it's hard for you and and even uh, Trey, your your 15-year-old brother, to hear. But it's not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't trust the rest of the planet Earth. 
And so on prom nights, there are knuckleheads at your school. And you go to a great public high school in Douglas County, but there are knuckleheads in your school who through alcohol, marijuana, or some other substances or a combination of all those things are going to get behind the wheel. And I didn't have to worry about you being on the road with them. That's very exciting for dad. Sure. Great. Thank you for, you've really, really taken this conversation to the next level. Thank you, Amanda, for that. Now, uh, I got a chance to pop in. I got got to be a chaperone for a couple minutes on the Zoom prom. (laughs) And I think at the time there may have been 12, 15 people or whatever uh, still on the screen. And you guys were trying to make the most of it. I mean, almost everybody except that one fella got dressed up. The one guy looked like he had just been released from jail. Who, who which which guy? Was that? <laughs> That's my friend Grant. He yeah. wasn't getting dressed up, but he wanted to come say hi. Okay, Grant. I don't know if Grant had other prom plans, but for that, but yeah, Grant. For a moment, I thought you'd had a homeless person find their way into the Zoom, like Zoom bomb you <laughs> or something like that, with one of their Obama phones. But it turns out, no, it, it's your buddy. Um, was it satisfying at all? Did it help bridge the gap a little bit? It was nice to see like my friends again and be able to say hi to them and they got use out of their dresses that they bought, but it really didn't feel like an actual prom and it was really sad. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Now, listen, you know that school's been canceled for the rest of the year and you're stuck online. We talked a little bit about that last year, but there's a little bit of an update and that is one, I am taken with the disparity in workload between you and your brother who are in high school and your other brothers who are in middle school and uh, late in grade school, they are mm-hmm. done. The younger fo- fellas are done with school by 9 a.m. If they go slowly, uh, you and Trey <laughs> seem to be crushed with work until the very end of the week. What's going on? I think we just have more assignments and stuff. I definitely have more work than Trey, too. Like I've had a good five, six hours every day. How is that possible? I mean, are you doing classes like where you see your teacher and you're having conversations? Or is this all just like, if I use the term blackboard, you know what I mean? Like uh, online? Like yeah, they I just understand post what something. a blackboard is. <laughs> and erasers and chalk. Have you ever seen chalk? Um, I have. How are they giving you these assignments that are so crushing? It's mostly assigned on, like, Monday of that week or whatever the first day of class is because you have a block schedule that alternates on the days. Um, so we'll get all of our assignments on, like, the first day of class that week, and then they're all due either at, like, Monday at 3 and then Wednesday at 3 and then Friday at 3, or, like, there's a different schedule for each class. But we have assignments that fill about an hour, hour and a half time for each of the classes, for each day that we would have had them throughout the week. Now, in the 60 seconds each day you allot to have a conversation with me and your mom, I have gleaned something else that is a concern, and that is the grading that is taking place for this. You said something last night on your way up the stairs um, that was concerning about grades. Tell me about it. Yeah, so what they're doing is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like hold um, and forgiving grades where whatever we got at the beginning or the end of third quarter, right before we went into spring break, our grade can't go lower than that. So if you got all A's in your third quarter grades, it doesn't matter if you don't turn anything in or you get 100% on everything. Like the 100% will help your grade, but if you don't turn anything in, they can't lower your grade. Really? Really? So, and Mm -hmm. again, if you get straight A's in your third quarter, you're not likely to take a big nap during the fourth quarter. You're probably a great student. 
But um, right. that's the bar that they've set is, I mean, what if you're a knucklehead and you thought, you know what, I'm going to make it all up in the fourth quarter. I like to go slowly coming out of Christmas. I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to be a C student mm-hmm. through the third. How do you get your grade up? I think it's really hard to, because we don't really have any like substantive grades. We can't, you can't really give quizzes online. The teachers haven't figured out a way to give tests or anything or like finals online. So there's no major grades to put into the grade book besides the completion grades that you get for your daily work. And the completion grades, are those based on whether you turn something in or the quality of it as well? I mean, if you just scratched out in crayon some words on a paper in French and sent it in, is that going to hurt your grade? It's based on if you turn it in. So what my A-Push teacher said is he, like, A-Push filmed a little video AP and attached it. A-Push U.S. History, for those that are tracking. Yeah. Um, he, like, filmed a little video as an announcement and put it on our lesson for the week. And he said, if the work you do is enough to snuff, like, it isn't good enough, or you kind of just, like, half-assed your work, um, he won't enter it in the grade book against you. But... <sighs> he would enter it if it's like a hundred percent and you finished your work, then that would be entered as completed. You're going to have to be, but grounded. if it wasn't, you said half-assed on the radio. You can't say that. I can't say that. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. I just did. Well, oh. you'll be grounded the next time you say <laughs> something like that. Um, that is troubling. Is that coming down from your principal who I'm a big fan of great guy, or is this yeah, a school district policy? I think it's a school district policy. It's posted on the Douglas County website. What's left then, since you are, you know, Mrs. Editor of the school paper and all that, what is left for you to report on or journal on or whatever during this period of time? Really just, like, what our schedule will be for graduations. They've come up with, like, three plans, like a plan A, plan B, and then really bad backup plan in case this whole thing gets a heck of a lot worse going into summer. Um, So that, and then we still haven't figured out with, like, the yearbook, when we'll be able to print the books because the plant that prints them yep, is down in Texas. Down. Yep. Yeah. And just the different ways that people are coping with this, like reporting on Zoom proms and like when people have birthdays and stuff, their friends drive by with signs and balloons and just other ways that people are trying to think of ways to connect during this Yeah, time. I think you're lucky because, you know, you're going to miss out, I think, on um, having graduation by mail or whatever they're going to do, graduation by email or Zoom. I mean, that's going to be pretty traumatic for <laughs> yeah. some. Um, let me ask you this. As you take a look at this from the perspective of a 17-year-old, what do you think the government is doing that's working versus not working? What do you want to see your government doing? When I say your government, I really mean the government your mom and I pay for, but you know what I mean. Um, I think the lockdown is kind of working. It might have to be a little bit harsher because there are still people congregating. Like, I feel like a lot of the people that were taking this seriously three weeks ago and were actually self-quarantining are about ready to get out of it. And people weren't taking it seriously during that time. And they're just now self-quarantining, which is an issue because they're just perpetuating this whole thing. Um, now, hang so on. Are you seeing not. more? I know you drive more than you should. Are you seeing more cars on the road now than you did a couple few weeks ago? I think so. I think I there was too. a good like week there where it was like very dead on the road, no one out. And yesterday there were a ton of people out. Yeah, uh, including you. Yes. Yeah. Now, listen, you did something nice. You made a whole bunch of cookies for a whole bunch of people, and then you dropped them off. And I'm sure you 
honored the social distancing thing and all that. But is some of that just the uh, the need to get out of the house? Yeah, I just had to see another person that wasn't related to me. Yeah, uh, my concern is that with the snow that's coming in tomorrow, Easter at our house could look a lot like the movie The Shining. I don't know if you ever saw that with <laughs> Jack Nicholson, where at some point Dad's going to be at your door with an awl, or uh, if you know what that is, or some kind of a hand axe. Mm-hmm. Here's Daddy. Uh, although we already kind of did that with your door handle. N- nonetheless, um, <laughs> the, the other thing I want to ask you about before we cut you loose, and we just have a couple minutes left with you, um, as you look towards what may be ahead of us, and you know that the governor has extended the order till at least April the 26th with some flexibility mm-hmm. that he can carve it back, what are your greatest concerns about what's going to take place over the next few weeks? I just hope that people who haven't been taking it seriously start taking it seriously and start staying home because there's still, especially among like teenagers, groups of people that are going out and like, even if it is going on hikes together, you're going on hikes together, you're not wearing masks, you're not wearing gloves, you're like taking pictures within six feet of each other, you're clearly not taking it seriously and it's very irresponsible. So I hope those people get their act together so that we don't have to perpetuate this any further than we have to. The other big event of this week, and it's not coronavirus-y, but it is big and political, and, and you've tried to be as astute as a 17-year-old can be on this, is that uh, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, the last potential hope for the I don't want Joe Biden to be the nominee uh, committee for the <laughs> Democrats, he dropped out. So, I mean, there are other people still on the ballot. You, say again? He suspended his campaign. Yeah, that's legal still talk. people on Twitter, yeah, yeah for holding out hope. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, that's, those people are also going to the pot shops every night because there's no chance that's <laughs> going to happen. How does that strike you? Now that it looks like it's going to be mano a mano, it's going to be it's gone from the most diverse field of presidential candidates ever in the history of the world to a really old white dude against a really old white dude. What do you think about that? I think it's sad, but it was kind of expected. Not sad that Bernie dropped out. I didn't want him to win. Um, I think it was definitely expected that it would come down to like Bernie and Biden. And I thought it would go on a little bit longer than this, especially with like all the coronavirus stuff, but so it would strengthen um, Biden's campaign. So we'd actually have like a fight to fight. But I mean, we were all expecting it to be Biden. So, yeah, I think that the coronavirus thing actually hurt Bernie because his great strength are the masses, right? It's getting a ton of Mm -hmm. people to show up and do activist stuff like go door to door and contribute their five or seven dollars average contribution or whatever. All that's gone (laughs) in the world of coronavirus and you're left with mm-hmm. the big money people who are freaked out about uh, a socialist versus Trump um, campaigning to help Biden get get over the edge. So now it looks like it's going to be Biden Trump. How much do you as a potential future voter? Well, not potential. You will be a future voter if you can get to 18. Um, <laughs> how how much does the handling of this pandemic weigh on your decision about who ought to be president? I think it's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, especially going to the polls later this fall and new seniors that are going into their senior year that just turned 18 and can start voting. Um, I think that it'll be at the forefront of people's minds and the repercussion of, of this economically for Trump because he bolsters the economy as one of his big things that he helps with his administration. So one of the points that people have been voting for with him 
um, for a while or supporting him with for a while, I think that if we have negative impacts, which we're definitely going to have, it's not going to help him. Do you think that your friends will hold the economy against him for this? Oh, they have a lot of things to hold against him, not just the economy. You mean because they're indoctrinated at school and, and they watch mainstream media? No, because they're like good people. I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> not, um, nice, you're grounded again, but that's all right. <laughs> um, no, uh, not a lot of my friends, if any, like Trump. Now, listen, that's probably a reflection of the fact that uh, none of them have ever had to work for a living. And I get that. We'll have that conversation later on. But I want to thank you again. We're going to cut away. You should stay tuned. I know you want to go back to bed, but you should stay tuned. We're going to have Representative Greg Walden from Oregon on talk about some of the kind of cool stuff, including deregulation stuff that Congress is doing that's going to help us win this coronavirus thing. Uh, But we'll have you back on uh, next week. Uh, Maybe we'll do it in the six o'clock hour. See if we can test you to get out of bed earlier. No, you'd have to start paying me. No, that is never, ever going to happen. That is 17-year-old Amanda Brockler with the Get to Know Your Teen segment. Thank you, as always, for getting out of bed several, if not 10 hours earlier than you normally would to join us here on 710 KNUS.